We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fantastic effort by the young men. I thought it was a, a game where there was different uh, mood swings, different momentum swings, and uh, felt like one minute we had control of the game, and the next thing you know, you were back in a football game. You got to take your hat off to Coach Lester, a former uh, Orange in, a, in his own right that was here and did a fantastic job with his football team at Western Michigan. I wouldn't be surprised if that team was right in the middle of the MAC run for a MAC championship. They're really, really good. Uh, their tailback is exceptional. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure anybody could catch that young man. And then what kind of game would it have been if, uh, you know, they had another young man that got hurt, number seven, that was playing both ways offensively and defensively. I mean, if he was still in the game, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. But I'm excited that we're 2-2 two and two and we're back even. We're not taking any for anyone for granted. We're not listening to the noise or the media. We're going to take it one game at a time and give everybody the respect that they're due. I got to tell you, now, I'm a little disappointed in the turnovers. I thought some of those turnovers were unforced, and we've got to do a better job than that if we're going to be a, the kind of football team that we want to be. I thought that they were extremely focused and maybe even a little embarrassed about some of the things that had happened recently. I can't tell you how unselfish those guys were. Even during the game, there were things going on, and you just had to decide whether you're going to be a, a shellfish. I said it the correct way. We call it a shellfish. Instead of saying selfish, we call it a shellfish. You, whether you wanted to be a shellfish or whether you wanted to be a, a family member, part of the La Familia, part of the Ohana. Okay? And uh, I really think that's they had some moments and they had to decide. And I want to say that they all decided the right way and they thought about the orange on the front of their chest and not their names on the back. I'm really proud of them about that. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, as always... Please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Houston Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the first Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome back. We're not going to talk about losing today. We're done, we're done with that for a little while, I think. At least a week. At least a week. So we will talk to you about the uh, Western Michigan uh, game that just, just happened on Saturday. And, man... What a, I mean, what a very similar game to last year in, in many ways. And, um, you know, a good team. I think it's a good team, man. So, uh, yeah. talking about Western Michigan. So, uh, but first, as always, you, you guys know the deal. You guys know the deal. So, y- you like betting? Joe likes betting. Joe likes betting. Joe, Joe. Every once in a while. Well, every once in a while. But, hey, look, if you're going to do it online, I have a recommendation. 
Now, I wouldn't be telling you guys about my bookie if I didn't use them. And I didn't, if I didn't think they were the best, I wouldn't tell you about them either. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, bet with my bookie. If you've bet online before and you know what to expect, then you know exactly what my bookie's all about. If not, research it. See if it's right for you. See if it's something you want to get into. Uh, if you don't know about the rollers and all that, just get into that. Um, and, you know, with my bookie, see, if you suck at betting. Now, I'm not the best better, so... This will benefit someone like me. Uh, if you do not make the right choice after <laughs> kickoff, you can actually swap your bet uh, in the second half if it looks like your original bet is going to lose. And, um, you know, who else is going to do that for you other than my bookie? I don't know anybody, actually. So if you're the kind of guy or gal, too, that likes to bet a little win a lot like me, try the parlay if your picks come through. You'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL is the best season of the year. Now, join right now, and my bookie will double your first deposit now if you use the promo code CHAIR. If you, and when you activate that offer, that's promo code CHAIR, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. My bookie. Thank you. So, anyway. Uh, that's what's so funny, Joe. What's so funny? You and your anyway, but huh? anyway, 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 that's, that's like the my bookie reads are like they're like a thing, you know. It's like give me something new to bite on. That's all. I try to switch, it up. <laughs> I try to switch it up, but man, stuff. Hey, look, uh, it, it, this was a this was a. An up-and-down game, as you heard Coach Baber say. DeVito, he needed 85 yards on nine carries, but which is a deceiving stat because of the three sacks. Otherwise, he's over 100 yards. And uh, this is a game he needed most to silence some of the petty fans calling him to be benched, calling for him to be benched. Now, nah. you know, we, we've been through this and that, and you hear all the cries, but it's let's be honest. Um, it's ridiculous after three games in a season. Uh, he took care of the ball, throwing two. He finished 27 for 35, 287 yards and four touchdowns. Tristan Jackson says, feed me, Tommy, feed me. Six receptions oh, yeah. for 141 yards and two touchdowns. And in my opinion, in my opinion, he's the clear number one uh, receiver for this year. And, you know, we kind of talked a lot about that in the offseason. We didn't know, but I don't call things a lot, but I called that. And so I'm just going to brag on it because uh, usually – Usually I'm wrong. So basically, uh, I think that's the direction we're heading. But Mo making up for his um, lack of rushing yards last week. He finished with 123 and two scores. Uh, the defense bent and they bent some more, but uh, they came through at key times. Uh, Alton Robertson, he had six tackles, including one for a loss. One of those a sack and five hurries. The Orange and the Broncos combined for 1,102 yards between the two of them and 85 points. Syracuse giving up 550 seven of those yards to Western Michigan. Now, the early injury to Eskridge, uh, I think, was a killer for the Broncos, obviously, but you know the saying, if it's a butts or candy nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas. But despite that, their tailback, 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 uh, Levante Bellamy, 165 yards in two long touchdowns. So, I mean, a sloppy game at times, Joe, uh, for the defense. But the Orange, yeah. now they stayed pretty healthy last year. That was a huge part of their success. And going into this game, uh, we had injuries to Melifano and Cisco. How much of that do you think could be chalked up uh, on the defensive end to those two guys? In, in Cisco, I mean, one of the best, if not the best in the ACC. Yeah, that's definitely when I saw that, especially Cisco, that was a surprise. And I do think that that had something to do with 
the deficiencies on defense, you know, uh, kind of the next man up. And we had a lot of guys that aren't used to putting in those type of minutes, those kind of, those amount of plays uh, in there that we had to rely on. And uh, I liked what I saw. I mean, I, they gave up some plays and that's going to happen tackles. because of course there was a missed tackles, but again, this is a team that does have some explosive players. We saw it last year and we saw it again this year. Um, but we did take advantage of the turnovers that they gave us and, you know, our offense had to step up. So we knew that we were going to go against a kind of an average defense. So we were, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know about you of what I saw from the offense, from their offense. No, from our offense uh, against yeah, their defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that it was a, I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Uh, you know, just another step. I think that we've seen progression every every week, if you consider the competition. Absolutely, and then good as, point. And then as far as their offense goes, I mean, when you have those type of experienced players or offensive line, they had experienced players, that running back, I mean, God. Uh, he's you a beast, huh? He's gonna have a he's gonna have a chance to go to play in the next level. Their their tight end, they talked about it all throughout the telecast that their scouts talking about him. He's probably gonna have a chance to play at the next level. Um, you know, and like what Baber said with Dwayne Eskridge going down, who knows what happens? I mean, two plays. He he already had huge, two huge plays and it looked like he fell down, did something to his collarbone possibly, and um, Richie is the tight end. Richie's the tight end. Yep. Giovanni so. Ricci. Yeah, they had playmakers all over the field as far as on offense goes, and you saw Wasink was, for the most part, smart in making the, the right plays, the right reads, and um, that's a team, again, that was right there in the, the MAC last year. Uh, they went 7-6, and six, lost to BYU in, in a bowl game, but uh, I think they had some injury problems there in the middle of the season, and um, they ended up beating the team that actually won or went into the MAC uh, championship from their division uh, the last <clears throat> game of the season before the bowl game. So they're right there as far as 
about the best team in the Mac. So um, that's kind of the game that, that, that I was, that I thought we were going to see, to be honest. High sco- like, I remember high I said, I said and- yeah, I said teenish, you know, when I, when I did in my bookie pick and I thought it was going to be somewhere 13, 14, 15 points by the end of it and ended up being a little bit more, but um, I knew it was kind of going to be like last year, high scoring and, it was. I, I was glad to see that we we got ahead and they had some bad turnovers. Again, we don't know if yeah. it has anything to do with the the kickoff time or anything, but we did come out and start off twenty one nothing, and we did punch them in the mouth, and that helped. And just overall winning the turnover battle and having timely touchdowns and, and, and you know plays is really what did it for us, man. The fourth down stops. Well, um, they those fourth down those the 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 one that was reviewed and then marked short. And then they went for it on fourth and missed it. I mean, that was yeah. key, that was crucial. I think right we there. stopped them on downs like three or four times on fourth downs. Those are pretty much like turnovers for the most part. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was all in the fourth quarter too. So, um, you know, and yeah. the uh, the muffed punt, obviously field position huge there. Right. But the oh, dude, the, the, the fumble going the, into the touchdown. That, that I mean, was, was going to be a touchdown. That was a huge, huge miscue, and that was just unfortunate for them. It wasn't. It was an unforced turnover. Right. And he was just trying to grip the ball to hold it out. He's reaching for the goal line, right. and he just gripped just too a little bit too awkwardly yeah. and squeezed it it's right out little, of his own it's hand. It's the little things. It's the little things. And honestly, like that game to me, it kind of felt like a last year's game, right? Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we we scored the amount of points. Uh, we gave up some points, and it kind of felt like not just Western. Like it felt like a lot of those games last year where. It could have went either way. That team could have beat us on Saturday if they didn't have those turnovers and the turnovers went the other way. If they, they get a couple it, yeah. more uh, yards here and there. So those that was a lot of the games last year where basically coaching and not making as many mistakes, being more disciplined, is and maybe you know having good special teams, those kind of things, that's what won us those games. It wasn't because we were that much better than these other teams. So to see us put up those points on offense against a team like that. And then to see our defense without those starters. I mean, realistically we're down three starters, right? I mean, you're down Cisco, you're down Melifuanu and you're down McKinley Williams. Still that's three defensive starters. Yeah. Um, and to see them hold up and especially, you know, Eric Coley at the end, you know, with get the, the interception he yeah. got. Aaron Hackett on on offense, getting six, making yeah, the plays six, that he made with touchdowns. Yeah, six receptions yeah. for Aaron Hackett. I think that's a high for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, you knew what Tristan yards. Jackson could yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, he just came out and did it. He came out fired up in the, in the, after the second half. And, you know, <clears throat> the other thing, too, with this is it wasn't in bunches. If you look at the scoring throughout quarters, it was 14 points, 10 points, 14 points, 14 points. It was steady throughout the whole game. So it wasn't just the 28 points in a quarter, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got blinked or we got stopped. So there's a lot of things to, to, to look for positives and everything. And honestly, based upon last week, that's what we were looking for, man, right? Like, we just didn't want anything crazy because we knew that there was going to be a bunch of negativity if we ended up losing this game. And, yeah, there is still a little bit of negativity, but that's going to start going away. goes away next week when we go 3-2, and two, get our guys healthy. And then, realistically, we should be all full, like, all goes. Everyone should be healthy, come NC State. We yeah, should get the bye, like... Yeah. No more excuses at that point. You know, at that point, we should be ready to go. Once you reach, once you get past Clemson, you might as well just wait till NC State, right? I'm talking about the injuries on the injury front. Once you get past, well, yeah, Clemson, you didn't play this week. Yeah, you didn't play this week, right? Yeah. So, so just even Cisco, even Cisco and them. I mean, if it's McKinley Williams or Sam Heckle, 
and they're 100% and you want to get them a drive or two just to knock some rust off, okay, so be it. But don't have them out there all game. Use this as a game to give some more experience to the young guys, grow your depth, and then you have a whole week. What did you, you know, obviously, obviously, you bring your starters in, do what you need to do for a little while, but hopefully this is a game of growing depth, no injuries, allow people to get healthy, and just another week to learn, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What did you think about the officiating? Did I didn't hear a ton about it, but I, I just remember during the game, like, holy flags, man, just like... I mean the 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 pass interference. It was calls, a tight game. I mean it was, but I mean do you I th- thought it was it was uh, there's a lot of flags and it definitely lengthened the game. But at the end of the uh, day, yeah. I thought it was pretty consistent, and I think it I was think they were and I think they were on their game. They were on point pretty much for the most part. Yeah, I think I th- I agree with you. I agree with you, but I think they were tight. On their calls, they were they were a little stringent on the calls. I think in both, I'm talking about both ways. I'm not just talking about just my side. I'm talking about both sides. Probably could have let them play a little bit more and not stop. Stop. You're just saying that guys. because you wanted the game to end sooner, so we could take some calls. <laughs> yes, that is. This is, this is true. I mean, come on, this, this is, is true. This is true, Joe. It is, but. I mean, come on. I mean, this is that a, a lot of stoppage. Right this There's is a, a little bit. It's a little bit, but. That was. Don't a, you swing your orange highlighter at me? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> look, look. It's a little bit of a personal agenda, but let's be honest, dude. Three hours and forty-five minutes to play a college football game. Oh my gosh! Come on. I get it. There's longer. A long freaking I time. It. I know, but this is like, yeah. I mean, you know. So whatever. Um. So anyway, uh, Syracuse, they had the uh, 18th consecutive game with a takeaway. That's the third best mark for S- for FBS. And, um, you know, you, m- you mentioned Eric Coley, fourth, uh, fourth quarter interception, Richard sophomore from? FM. FM, that's right. But it's kind of, I mean, it's up in the air. His dad, or I think his, I believe his stepdad is the defensive tackle coach. So I think um, when he got the job here, he ended up moving from wherever they were, and that's kind of where oh, he ended up playing at okay, FM. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. Still, he was I mean, dominant. still cool. He was dominant at FM over up in Syracuse. Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember look, I seeing some of the scores there pretty good that year, and it's he put Hornet, up stats. Right? He pl- yeah, he played both ways, so he was, yeah. The FM Hornets. They were green and white. White. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and another notable, Sean Riley is now Syracuse all-time leader and kickoff numbers and returned and yards, 107 returns in the career for 2,299. He surpasses none other than Quadre Ishmael, which is yeah. crazy. Gosh, you remember Quadre Ishmael, bro? I definitely do. Uh, he took 105 kickoffs for 2,290 yards from 89 to 92. That's crazy, man. Well, the game wasn't as fast, and the defense was better back then. He probably didn't return as many on average anyway. So Sean Riley's been the kickoff returner for almost four years, and we've been scored upon quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So <laughs> That's a good but, point. But, yo, can we talk about the fact that, like, the attendance? Like, do you yeah, read we about that? Like, we, can, we can touch up on it. I didn't look that bad from the TV, but when I saw pictures, like, I guess you could strategically point cameras in. Yeah, but where- 40... 40? They said that they announced that the, the attendance is 40,000. Oh, well, I they think that's really like good. One of the, yeah, I think that's great, too. But did it look like we had 40,000 no. on TV? No, that's no, not at all. No. It looked like maybe yeah. 20. 
maybe 25, 30, but not 40. Uh, no. What, what, what's up it was with that? So dis, it was disheartening. Well, you know, a lot of the tickets the, are already sold. To see it sold. packed like the week before and then just to see it like that the very next week. Yeah, I know. I know. But it the sucks. thing is, the, and the worst thing is, is I feel like it didn't even matter whether we would have won or we would have lost. I feel like it wouldn't have mattered. Against Clemson you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Even if uh, it would be Clemson, I feel like people would be like, eh. Uh, there would be no, more people just, there. Just there'd Western be... Michigan, I'm not going to go. No, there'd be more people I don't people feel there. like spending the money. No, I disagree. It's Military Appreciation Day, people. Yeah, come on. Jeez, that's right. I mean, Unbelievable. Look, I know it wasn't. I was disappointed. I was a little disappointed, too. As but a I, veteran, I but was disappointed. I, but I wasn't. Yeah, but Joe, I mean, honestly, and I'm not, I'm not fan bashing here, okay, or anything of the sort, but honestly, Joe, did you expect, did you expect another packed house? I was hoping. I didn't see it coming. No way. No way. Obviously. I was surprised that we broke 50,000 for Clemson. Now, I know it was huge, but after you look back at Maryland and you go into Clemson, you're like, eh, I, mean, I don't know, man. It was iffy. But, you know, they came through, they were loud, and they stayed for, you know, at least half the game. So Awesome. I don't know. I just, I'm so bitter know. because I'm not I'm there. I'm bitter so. too, bro. We talk, We kind of hit on this last week, right? I mean, it's a little like bit. Yeah, because uh, I would love to be able to go to these games. I know, and I just for see... For 10 like, freaking dollars on StubHub. Yeah, I know, and you see it. You see these, and, and let's be honest. I mean, season tickets are not like... I mean, they're expensive, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, they're not expensive, but they're reasonable. Maybe basketball. They're reasonable. I can understand if you're going to say basketball. Yeah, but football's re- really reasonable. Like you can go to all six football um, games. Very, very reasonable yeah. for Power Five. Yeah. Yes, very yeah. reasonable. Uh, basketball is another story, but you also have like, I mean, how many more games? You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I mean, it's just like, dude, there's six games a year. I know, I know, six in six. Syracuse, guys. I explained this last time. Now I don't suspect that anybody listening that is going to download this podcast and listen to this podcast is not going to try to get to every game. Like that's just not. I mean, I understand. I understand. So we're not. Happen. We're we're preaching to the choir here, though, Joe. Things pop up. I get it. But we're preaching to the choir. So anybody within earshot of our voice probably is going to these games if they live in Syracuse. Is my point. You know what I mean? So I got you. We're not changing minds here, but I understand. I get. I get where you're mm. coming from. <laughs> I get where you're coming from because nah. you you take it for granted when you're there. And and I went over this last time. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but. Trust me, man. When you don't have it, you you regret not being able to do it as much as you could have when you had the opportunity. So, anyway, Joe, yes. is that it? Do you have anything else to say about Western Michigan? No, I'm fine. Wasink, I'm man. Wasink. We did what we Impr- had to do. I was Wasink thoroughly was impressed solid. with Wasink, man. He's a good he quarterback, solid. dude. Yeah, they had yeah. He had to get the ball out, though. I will tell you what. Yes, if he, he did. He would have held it any sooner in a couple. Yeah, whew. yeah. And there was a Alton couple. Robinson Alton Robinson because it had three sacks, not one, because he had him like. Oh my god! I gosh, thought he, he had, had him. two sacks. No, I think it was one. Two and a. I think no. it was one. Either way, he was all. He was a. He was. They talked about it. You heard it if you listened to it. He was in the backfield all the all game. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, that's it. You know what time it is. <laughs> It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. Now, you guys know the deal. You know the deal. So you go to at Militia on Facebook and Twitter and you check it out. 
And usually we propose a question at the end of every game to give your thoughts, and then you give them. It's amazing. And then we read them. But what we're trying to do at the end of every game is to take your calls. Now, this didn't happen because the game ran way, 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 way past the allotted time. The refs threw too many flags. (laughs) The the game ran way too long. I had to go watch uh, Martin Tricks Jr. take the boys out behind the woodshed last night in Richmond. So not that anybody Uh, cares, but uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Spin and win. Spin and win. I was happy. Hey, look, I was happy for you, all right? Thank you. Thank you. And he won me some money in DraftKings. Did he? I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's awesome. awesome. Yes, sir. Um, All right. So, but before we get into all of your fan comments, look, here's the deal, man. If you ain't performing in bed, there's no excuse for this anymore, Joe. Okay? Because all you got to do, if you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed, is go yeah. to Blue Chew. That's blue like the color. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. And uh, that means you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts. Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so there is no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness in front of a female nurse who's asking you a bunch of questions about your um, flaccidness. So, they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code armchair. Just pay the $5 shipping for six pills. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code armchair. Try it for free. Blue Chew is cheaper, better, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Remember, they do not promise guaranteed results. And it does not say anywhere in there that it will cure a disease. So don't be silly. Now, join my bookie right now, and they will double your first deposit if you use the promo cho- promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Double your first deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. So, fan feedback. Would have loved to take your calls. <laughs> Sorry. Just throw, you just throw that word around. What? Flaccidness? <laughs> <laughs> If that even is a word, yes, that's the one I was referring to. Uh, you know, um, I apologize. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Look, here's the deal. Um, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we Twitter. got it. Blue Chew. Yeah, we heard no, the whole no, spiel. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I thought we were going to go back yet. into that again. No, I'm not going there yet. So, oh, okay. Facebook and Twitter. I, uh, I, I, I picked, I got eight of them. I got eight of them. There was a lot of really good ones. I was pressed for time, and I know that some of these might take a minute to get through. So, Josh on Facebook says, saw a lot of positives offensively. Run game was established and early, which opened up the passing game, which is uh, what this offense is based on. I like seeing the RPO in the first half, but felt they abandoned it a little bit in the second D giving up 500 plus through three quarters was uh, concerning, but held them to only 52 yards in the fourth quarter, along with two huge fourth down stops. Have faith in Dino. 
There's a lot there. The RPO was 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 fantastic, and that's you know, I mean, we haven't seen that from Devito. No, well, we talked about it. We talked about. Well, you and I talked about it personally. Like, what is the RPO without the R? It's just a PO. Yeah, I think that there was definitely throughout the last couple of weeks, most likely Dino Babers basically saying, "Hey, look, you don't have to be Eric Dungy, but when they when they open up, you got to you know, when they spread the Red Sea for you, you have to go." And there's probably a lot of tape, right, that. Joe? There's probably some tape where they're like Dino's like, "Look, man, look at this." Yeah, oh, the, the first three games, I'm sure there was times where he probably should have done it, and. um Again, that first one almost looked like it was set up. That first one with the fake pitch and he ran oh. because there were some guards yeah. that that looked almost like a setup play. Um, that wasn't like a option type thing. I think we were coming out and we were like we said, trying to <clears throat> show different elements and trying to get a run game. I told you like we didn't have the last. You really can't. It's hard to compare and really get a lot of, out of Clemson. You know, you can learn from Clemson just by playing them. But, you know, when a lot of times when you look at tape, it's more or less like, uh, you didn't do anything wrong. That guy's just better than you. Yeah, but when it comes to Maryland and some of these other teams, you can see and we talked about the game flow of Maryland and them scoring six out of the first seven possessions. That changes the way that you have to play that t- totally goes when you're going into a game, you have a game plan. And when you go down that fast, you have to completely abort that game plan for the most part once you get to a certain time period so for us to be able to go in there and actually get get the running game going and um actually be in a normal type game flow you know with the team going back and forth and albeit our defense wasn't great but we talked about they had an experienced offense and for the guys that we were missing i thought that our defense again gained some experience gained some confidence and 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 learned a lot and came together those games are only going to grow depth. Now that depth has a full game experience. You know, they have confidence and a full game experience against a decent offense. That's right. Um, Lester says it was a solid game. Many will say TD was much better, which he was. He still needs to work on downfield plays. 80% of his completions were likely on the screens. Eh, I mean, that might be a little hyperbolic, but he had one long TD, but even that was a bit underthrown overall fun game. What do you say? Got anything for Lester? Well, I do agree somewhat to the screens, except for I don't really mind them, but you have right. to be able to take advantage of that. He's got a strong enough arm to get him out there, and you saw it just with like Tristan Jackson, just that the way that he kind of – that touchdown he had where he stiff-armed those guys, it was because he was coming back towards the line of scrimmage. Attacking and that the guy, the corner that was guarding him was out of position, and then he made a play, and I mean those, those things, they, they open things up. And it's basically like a run play. For the most part, you know, you're throwing it across and if you can get the right blocking to work then those plays can be can be crucial for you. And to be perfectly honest with you, I was wondering where they were the first three weeks, because, I mean, we used to run them all the time last year. Yeah. With Eric Dungy and everything like that. So I'm glad we got them back. And I'm also glad that we got Aaron Hackett involved with some of those things. And uh, yeah, the shovel pass was beautiful. He went in there untouched and no one even saw it coming. Yeah. So, like um, I said, we're trying to figure out the identity of this offense, and I think we saw some little things that got put in this week that I think are going to be able to work, and that I think our offense is confident with running. Yeah, and I will say two things. Well, the one thing on the screens, um, they were Tommy DeVito was thrown off his off his heel 
on these. And he's well, it depends on what type of screens you're talking about. The wide receiver screens are one thing. No, the running backs, the running back screens, like you said. Yeah, I am a hundred. If there were, if I had a scale of a hundred percent of how confident I am with him throwing those passes, I would probably say ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. (laughs) <laughs> because he's putting beautiful touch on those dudes. He's lofting them right over the line, right where they should be, and dinking, mm-hmm. them, dinking them right in on the back heel. He's got the pressure yeah. coming. And as long as your offensive line don't get in the way, then you're good. Yeah, but he's got, the, he's got the arc on the ball. He's, he, he knows what he's doing. Mike says, fans didn't show up. Stands were empty. Fairweather fans are missing. TD finally had time to throw. <laughs> D needs to play a full four quarters. So That doesn't sound like 40K to me. <laughs> and Mike was there. Mike was there. I know he was there because uh, he's got season tickets. And I know Mike personally. So, <laughs> I mean, but right. yeah. And plus, you see the, in, not only do we get Joe, I mean, if you're on social media, you don't just get the cameras, uh, the camera angles from TV. You see social media posts. Like, it was, it was bare. But, um, Fairweather fans, like I mean, it's TV, apple picking look. season, right? We haven't made any apple picking jokes yet this year, Joe. Um we, we I missed thought that it. was over with. Is it? Well, it could. I don't know. It could be, but we didn't make any state fair jokes either. So. No, because we didn't need to. I know, because they were on the road. So <laughs> that's why. So anyway, yeah, that's, I mean, look, it is what it is. You know, I, I would be willing to bet the Holy Cross game, probably not going to draw gonna be worse. out either. Right, exactly. Steve on Facebook says, defense not present today allowed over 500 yards. If. Um. Oh, if if Western Michigan had not hurt themselves early, it may have been different. He's talking about Eskridge there. Eskridge, they went to him for the first three plays in their first offensive drive. Um, I think he's talking a little bit about that, but oh, also the penalties, about hurting, penalties. well, yeah. hurting themselves with their own turnovers and some of yeah. those other things. I mean, yeah, they had you know, bad muff, penalties too. Muffing the punt and that guy, like I said, fumbling going into the end zone. I mean, if he just had if he keeps control of that ball and stretches out and he, that's a touchdown that play. You yeah, know what so I mean? So like, and he had some good plays, um, but I would, I don't know. I would disagree a little bit with the defense when you realistically look at it with you missing two of your starters and playing against an offense like that. Um, and realistically, even last year we talked about it. We weren't top 10 in holding teams to yardage or anything like that. We were, a bend but don't break. We were turnovers, timely uh, uh, sacks, things like that. Oh, and timely that's what sacks, we, yeah. And that's what, and that's what we did. And well, that's what we did, and that was exactly what we did this game. And that's what we've done. That's what we did all year last year to win games. So it doesn't matter how many yards you give up. Uh, if they fumble the ball or they give it up to you or you stop them on four fourth downs and they end up having three turnovers, uh, I mean, that's doesn't matter how many yards. It's the points at the end. So – yeah, it's really all you can really look at it. You know, bend but don't break. You can give up eighty yards every every possession, every drive. But if they turn the ball over, if they don't get points at the end of it, then you're a pretty good defense. Yeah, absolutely. At, if not now, when eighty four. Wish I was watching, but I'll take at Matt Park one calling the game all day. Mm-hmm. Offense looked a little better. Wish we kept with Devito run attack more defense. Looked a little shaky, but played well enough against a good Mac team. Start the momentum train. Go Cues. So, yeah, this is the beginning of, <coughs> excuse me, um, the beginning of 
you know, excuse you, bud. And almost and almost gimme next week. Now I don't think anything's a gimme, and I don't even like saying that really. No. But you know, I mean, Holy Cross. We'll see what happens, obviously. But then you got the the week off. We're looking at returning probably everybody that's you never knowing God's involved. That's that true. They could be praying the rosary right now. They, who knows? Who knows? Um, so, uh, you know, you don't know what's um, going to happen there until the game's played. But you get the week off after that, likely heading into NC State, Joe. The, uh, the, I mean, you could have the full roster back, basically. Yeah, and that's realistically what you're looking at. That's um, the momentum train right there. Yeah, that's and that's the ebbs and the flows like we talked about with the season. Um, you looked at it earlier. I mean... The sky was falling when we lost to Maryland. You know, that's just, well, and we, we've we, seen yeah. it, right? And yeah. then now you get a team that's a pretty solid team that could definitely beat you if you don't show up. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, ACC team is probably a little bit deeper. But, I mean, they're they're kind of similar to what, what you're going to see with Western Michigan or what kind of game you're going to get. I mean, maybe not. They're probably going to be better defenses, maybe better lines, guys in the, in the trenches and stuff. But... That's a good offense. I'd be willing to bet that Western Michigan's got some better offenses than some offenses in the ACC right now. I okay. I, I would buy that. I, would I buy watched that. Miami Central Michigan. Okay, there's I've watched some of these games. So there's and that that's really what we're looking at. Um, I, again, the people that thought that we were going to go into the college football playoff or we we're going to pass mm. Clemson, mm. you know, newsflash: no one's passing Clemson. While Trevor Lawrence is their quarterback, okay, I'm just and gonna ET- let everybody know this. ETN is the running back. Well, ETN could go to the pros this year, but Trevor Lawrence will be back next year. Yeah, well, but I'm like about I said, this year, so. again, at the end of the day, it's being the number two. Right now, to me, I want to be that number two in the ACC. I want to be that dominant team that say, okay, they can give Clemson a game, but that's definitely the next best team in the ACC. That's what I want. And then we can go from there because then that's when the recruits are going to show up. Well, that's not what I want. You know? I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm just saying you have to, I mean, everything is, you know, it just doesn't, you know, you don't just build the world in a damn day. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You just have to figure that stuff out. But I mean, right now we're in a perfect position to where we have 18 days with a game against a D1 AA school in a bye week before we go on the road against a team that we definitely could beat on the road. And that's just the next step. Then we can go four and two and then we can start that momentum up. And like you said, again, we could go in there fully healthy with guys that we've been missing for the whole season. And, and by the way, I, I forgot to mention this, and, and I'm not trying to go on a tangent or anything, but I'm going to anyway. The I watched this on ESPN+. Plus. What did you watch it on? ACC Network? Uh, ACC Network. Okay. I don't know where the hell the ACC Network is on DirecTV. If anyone knows... And if, if you could tell me, I'd appreciate it. But <laughs> I watched, but I, the reason I don't know and I don't care is because I have ESPN Plus. Now, I have, like, I have openly bashed the ESPN Watch app, which sucked. It was horrible. It was terrible. But this ESPN Plus app is pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. Oh, you liked it? It was a little bit better for you? It's way better. Why are you being snarky right now? What? I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I like the ACC network. <laughs> I don't know where it is. You got Spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got DirecTV, so I don't know where it is. But if anyone could help me out with that, I don't think DirecTV has it. So the ESPN app, the ESPN Plus I'm pretty app, sure they thought they did, but... I thought I did. Can't I think, you search channels? Yeah, dude. Their format sucks. Do you even technology? I don't. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't. The only thing I know how to work is this stupid mixer board and going through Twitter. Um, at D- oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, well, we kn- we all know. I think everybody has picked up on the fact that you have no idea. So please spare me. <laughs> at Dfin01, offense looked better, albeit against a mediocre to bad defense. We might have to get healthy going into ACC play. The injuries are affecting the play on both sides of the ball. Yeah, well, we unfortunately I picked just it before. We, like, it. Once again, we just hit on that. So, um, yeah, uh, the the defense though, the I don't plan. Think they they weren't terrible. And if Eskridge was in there, we don't know what it looks like with Eskridge no. in there. So uh, apparently, and, I don't think Western Michigan will for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it looked like a clavicle or a month. Looked like a that's clavicle. What looked, that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> right. That's what I said. I'm like, man, two plays in a row. We're pissed off. We're out here breaking clavicles. <laughs> I mean, when you see the limp arm. That's a that's no, a dude. It was two right shoulders, two plays in a row, two starters, and I'm like, oh, yeah. First Eskridge, then the tight end. I was like, gah. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, so when you land on someone like that and they're on their side, that's usually how it happens. It's so. all about angles and yeah, weight putting on yep, it. Yep. yep. Uh, at Oil Cuse, loved seeing the offense move the ball. The O line was decent, which is huge. The defense needs to wrap up and tackle a whole lot better. Well, that's the truth. Uh, I think we got hosed on a couple of PI calls on both offense and defense. Need Cisco and Iffy back for um, NC State. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think the good news is, uh, Captain Patrick, is that I think we will get them back. I don't think there's a question about that. But the uh, the PI calls, yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I mean, it's just really tough because you don't know what it is anymore. Like, I don't feel like I know what it is anymore. Like, what's the what's the what's the gray area? Is it black and white? What's going on? I have no idea. No one's explained it to me. Yeah. So, right. Like, yeah, I mean, they did play a type, but I thought they missed a couple. I thought that Taj Harris, they had a hold there that they missed, and I thought there was one that they called on us that. Um, shouldn't have been called uh, another one where I think some feet got tangled. So, yeah. Yo, oh, the uh, feet tangled one, dude. That was terrible. Well, it yeah, went, and that's tough because it looked like the receiver slowed down so that the he ran so into that our him. guy so that Trill could run into him, and it just looked a lot worse than what uh, it was. Well, I think they were both looking at the ball, and then I mean they were both. I mean, it's not like Trill was like like running into the guy. He wasn't even looking at him. He's just running with him, and their feet got tangled. right. So, anyway. yeah. Well, no, I think that's. I thought that comment was funny though because he was like, the yeah, offensive yeah, line. I heard you laughing. The offensive line played decent, which is huge, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. It's huge that they played decent. Like that's how we're looking at this offensive that's a, line. Like, that's a great point. I didn't even pick up on that, but it's true. Right. Yeah. That's how bad they've been. And just <laughs> but to that's see, why they like, stuck Chris Tommy, Elmore in there. Tommy could do with them playing decent. We saw like, a lot of Chris Elmore, and that's why. Right. I mean, well, they, hack it, hack it too. Hack it too. And yeah, I think but, there's a lot of the, you know, where I think we might have to spare some of these spread, you know, full wide, four or five wide, and bring in, you know, Elmore and Hackett, both of them, if we have to. Um, the good thing is, is that we are very versatile. I mean, we've seen a lot of different things that we can do, and um, hopefully, they can figure out what works best for Tommy, and then what works Tommy. best. And all. Hopefully yeah. that list is long and then we end up being able to pick and choose against our matchups. And, you know, that's where you want to get by the end of the year. But I'll tell you what, by the time we get to NC State, 
Let's hope that our offensive line is just average and not decent. Let's just get the average. Yeah, but you know what? If we can be happy about decent right now, I'll be happy about decent. It's okay. Yeah, we it's can okay. be happy about decent against Western Michigan. Yeah, We're not going to be able to be happy the, yeah, decent against, against NC, NC State, State and NC State. Absolutely. Uh, at Tony Staffieri, at Tony Staffieri says, we can blame injuries, but defense that has developed in a – hold on. We can blame injuries, but a defense that has developed in identity would overcome them. If there's indeed NFL talent, it needs to surface soon. So, and they did overcome them. They did, they did. But I mean, we can't, you got to expect. You got to look at the. You we won by 19 points. What I mean, what do you want? 21. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Like, our defense has always given up stuff, and I think we had injuries, and I thought that those those guys did step up and they made the plays when they needed to. They did, and that was that was huge. I mean, the the unforced turnover. I mean, the way that Cordy stepped up. Cordy did a great job. Cordy made. He had a forced fumble. Play after play. Yeah, a lot of tackles. Fred, Frederick held him down. Scoop Bradshaw played a little. You know, he had some good plays. Alan Stretchinger had a good some good plays. Evan Foster had some good hits, some bad angles sometimes, but some good hits. And you hate his and, angles. <sighs> You hate his angle. That's literally, literally, that is going to stop him from being an NFL player. I hate it. I hate it for him. But I mean, it's just, it is yeah. what it is. Even the, the one touchdown that bounced to the outside, he went inside and then couldn't catch him around the outside. And it was just like, if you would have went outside, you would have pushed it right back in, dude, and would have scored a touchdown. Like, just things like that. I just, I mean, in some of the, I mean, the one play where. You saw three seniors miss tackles, and I mean that kind of stuff. Again, it's disheartening, but you hope that you can clean that stuff up. And I again, I believe this game last year was the Clemson game, in which we had a bunch of missed tackles. And the very next week with Pittsburgh, we had a bunch of missed tackles. So we started figuring out halfway through the year, and um, hopefully this is going to be the end of it because they did have some slippery plays. That running back is no joke. Yeah, and he's wicked Bellamy fast is, too. He's wicked fast, dude. Once you got yeah. past, once he got past the first, I mean, so he got, once whoever, he got into the into the second level, bro, he was tough. Right. I mean, yeah. As yeah. soon as he could get away, as soon as he could get to a point where he could run away from you getting a hand on him, he was gone. Like every time. Yeah. So it was just, That's it was insane. frustrating. But again, what was like his long? Did, what was his long? Forty-seven yards. He averaged eleven yards a carry. Fifteen carries for one hundred sixty-five yards. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. So it's almost like why didn't you those, feed him the ball more? I mean, I know they were right. down, but still. Right. So like right now with those guys, I mean, again, those are guys that are supposed to come in and, and give us depth when our starters are tired or you know you need to give them a series or something like that. And these guys are playing double, triple what they normally do. So it changes yeah. everything. So there's a lot of new faces that we saw out there. <clears throat> so again, you just hope that it helps toward the experience, but. We definitely have to be healthy, and I think we will be by the time uh, we hit North Carolina State. Yeah, so that, I think, wraps it up. And let's look forward to that. Holy Cross coming in. We will try to get back here Tuesday, Wednesday. Be on the lookout. Um, boop, boop. I'll just have to check check the schedule, the family schedule, Tuesday or Wednesday, and Joe's softball schedule. Softball. So. Whatever, bro. That's, that's, that's it. 
<laughs> thank you to my bookie. Thank you to Bluetooth. Thank you to Armchair Media. Thank you to all of you who participated and on social media. We love you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, congratulations to Syracuse Waterboy, by the way. Accuse Waterboy on Twitter. I'm going to give him a shout out real quick. I meant to do this earlier, but he's out there doing his thing on the field now, Joe. Did you see him? No. Oh, he was out there in the field, man. He had the flag. He had. Uh, he was standing in front of the uh, uh, in front of the stands, trying to get that ozone pumped up. Why? Why the ozone? Why? Why? I get it. Orange zone. I get it. But why? Stupid. Because of the climate. That is cre- and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it- it all comes full circle, oh Sean. God. It all comes full we circle. We started this conversation off the air about climate. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it. All right. Hey. <laughs> oh, all right. Man. That's all I got. I'm done. Look, <laughs> thanks, great. guys. We appreciate it. Thanks to James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.